We'll just play it. <laughs> it literally just says fun with gauge and it says murder <laughs> I like that it's kind of Halloweenish. Please just heard a semi hit a child. Slice and dice. Alright, I could not find the clip I wanted to find. I couldn't find his creepy laugh. Hold on. Look at that gnawing of his throat. That's disgusting. That's pretty yeah. sweet. That's badass. Happy Halloween! <gasps> what you gotta be for Halloween? What are you gonna dress up? I have a witch's hat. I think I'm gonna just find devil horns and just go with that. Rock on, dude. I know it works. Rock on. Walmart had none. Walmart sucks. Yes, of course it does. <laughs> well, this is our special Halloween episode. A quick episode. A, a mini quick. episode. We truly love the minis. Me and Trishy do. Heather and I have started watching just scary movies like every week. It's been week. great, right? <laughs> yeah. How fun. So we could do this. Yes. It's kind of like what we do like when we, not, we don't watch Supernatural. We'll watch a scary movie. And it's been fun it's with dead. Halloween. Yes. I love Around Halloween because there's so many scary movies on TV. Even though I don't have cable anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but I do, I try to watch Halloween every Halloween because honestly, it probably is one of my favorites. It holds up. It's great. Where I don't know. some of these ones we've been watching do, do not, not hold up. I don't know another killer that can walk as slow as Michael Myers and still catch up to everyone and kill them. <laughs> so true. It's so Here's true. Here's my thing Original It, yes. Nightmare, for Elm, Nightmare on Elm Street, and. Pet Cemetery, three movies mm-hmm. we watched this last few mm-hmm. months have not held up. So I can still watch Pet Cemetery and like it. Yes, but the end ruined it. it well, yeah. it was lame. Just because they opened it up. So we're going to talk about Pet Cemetery tonight. Oh, yeah, that's Stephen, the episode. Stephen King. Of course. Um, who, God, I don't even know how many movies or books he's written that have been made into movies. So many. Right. Well, Pet Cemetery came out April 21st, 1989. Um, it had a budget. I love reading the budgets and the numbers. Oh, you know especially that. in the 80s. $11.5 million budget. <laughs> That's a lot for the 80s. It was a lot, but I'm like, where the fuck did they use it? Yeah. The box office, 57.5. So that made like $40 million, And that's wow. domestic. That's crazy. Yeah, it was really good. People liked fucked up shit then, too. So let's start from the beginning. So you meet the Creed family, which is a mismatched family of idiots yes. and uglies. They move from Chicago to rural Ludlow, Maine. After Lewis, the dad that was way younger than the wife, it seemed like, is offered a job she as just a doctor. Didn't age well. No, she was a do- he was a doctor at the mm-hmm. University of Maine. They automatically, like right away, meet their neighbor Judd Crandall, who is played by Fred Wynn, who is Herman Munster. He was just like, a, oh, I, uh, he is a pet cemetery. He was like your typical country old guy. Yeah, but when they first move, they don't, they realize, oh, it's such a beautiful area, such a beautiful house. And then all but of a sudden. But then he shows them all the creepy shit. Well, how about the semi that drives by every 10 seconds? Yeah. That's annoying. So it is a country road, and that actually does happen a lot on country roads, as we know, because we live near a lot of them. I turned it off, sorry. <laughs> I did. That was my That, note. um. Semis drive through country roads, and they are generally driving really fast because speed limits about fifty five, sixty five. Right. Well, if you're on a farm, you don't necessarily have a huge fence around your farm because you have a lot of acreage. Right. So it's. I mean, this is basically the movie that has solidified for me. If I ever have kids, I will have a fence around my house. 
Exactly. Well, they do realize the older kid that's the most annoying, whiniest is, bitch ever. So it's a girl who's, what, seven, eight? Yeah, around there. And then a son who's, like, two. Yeah. She's annoying as fuck. She so is. And, this, oh, she first uh, falls from this stupid she, tire swing. And which I was would like, have done nothing. So, of course, they focus on the goddamn eight-year-old that just fell on her butt. That fell three feet. Not the toddler going towards the street. He's, like, almost to the street. Yeah. And the neighbor is the one who comes along and catches him before he makes it to the road. Yeah. So you, like, kind of know what's going to happen, but whatever. It's foreshadowing. So they do take him to the isolated pet cemetery in the forest. It's behind the creeds. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's behind their home, and there's a trail right to it. So on the first day of work, Lewis, you know, he works at the University of Maine. He meets Victor Pascal, a jogger who was brought in with severe injuries from a car accident. He then, like, it was so, it was kind of creepy. As he's, like, on the table, and he's, like, presumed dead. Like, he, Lewis did all that he could. I mean, the guy who came in basically, like, almost dead. He warns Lewis about the pet cemetery right before he dies, calling Lewis by name despite the fact that they never met. And he even says that, like, how did you know my name? How did you know my name? Yes, and he starts yeah. kind of freaking out. Yeah. But it's like a small town, like, and you're the new doctor. Still, it was weird. So, after he dies, Pascal comes to Lewis in the night and leads him to the pet cemetery, warning him not to cross the barrier because the ground beyond is sour. Lewis wakens, like, thinks, oh, it was just a dream. He uncovers the blanket. Muddy feet. So creepy. It was gross, too, because their bed sheets were white. Yeah, that was gross. (laughs) Um, During Thanksgiving, so... It was, oh, so stupid. So, while the family's gone, um, Lewis stays behind, which I did think that was really dumb and weird. And she kind of, the wife brings it up, like, okay, why are we, Thanksgiving is a family holiday. Yes. You're not coming to Chicago. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. she should have just stayed with her family, her immediate family, told her, and her parents, fuck off. Like, I'm not going to Thanksgiving with you. So that's kind of where we see Church, the family cat, which is actually really not the family cat. It's the oldest daughter's cat. Yes. Church gets hit in, right on the highway, just like you expect. Yep. And so before this, Fred, their neighbor, Fred Gwynn, he had shown them that old cemetery. Right. I talked about that. Oh, took, He took them down right yeah, away. and said not to go. Not to go back. He just, like, talked about it and but, showed them the pets and everything. But now he totally changes his fucking tune. It made no sense to me. Yes. He warns them. He shows them the path. He shows them and the pet he cemetery. And right into temptation. Yeah. Well, Ellie, which is the daughter, would be sad because it's her first pet. Um, sorry. Fuck church. You're going to have to learn about it sooner. Exactly. So... <laughs> it takes about five, fifth, well, like five or six hours, right, to bury this cat. To bury the fucking cat. It took forever. And then later, it doesn't take him that long for something else. Exactly. So, Church does come back, but instantly scratches him and is like a crazy different you animal. You know there's something wrong. He smells. Well, he smells like rotted flesh, yeah. And he's, he's like mean, mean and I mean, like he's hisses, dead. And he's just way different. <laughs> But the burial ground was really creepy, and how they got to it was just eerie. Yeah, it was like a long. And he's like, "I'm gonna go." Judd, the old man, was like, "I'm gonna go have a cigarette over here. You do the digging." Yeah, it was just kind of annoying. Okay, thanks. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um. So, when 
they come back from vacation and she of course asks about church because that's her favorite pet mm -hmm. And she sees him, she goes, why does Church smell? When's the last yeah. time he has a bath? Yeah, she knows something's off, yeah. too, as stupid as she is. But the cat's not really mean to her. He wasn't. I thought he was mean to everybody. Maybe he's, just, he's like, just, like, distant. Yeah, distant. Where before he was, like, <laughs> sleeping in bed with her, which yes. they always emphasize. Yes. Like, I don't need to see her sleep a hundred times. No. So, you know, life kind of goes on. In a little bit, you see them, like, all out in their yard. Was it kites? They were yeah, like they, were, kites. they were having a picnic, and um, Gage is the baby. Yeah. Well, he's two, but he's like their baby. He was flying a kite with his dad, I think. Yeah. And they drew the dad's attention away from Gage. For that little girl. And probably that stupid little girl. And then the kite started flying away because Gage had dropped it, and so he was chasing it. I'm sorry, what I'm picturing you, this in my head, and you know, I get Yes, I get what do you broken. think is going to happen? This is, this is like, a really bad scene. It's a scene. really bad It's a nightmare. really bad scene. You essentially see the two-year-old running into the street. I live on a busy road. A road. And uh, you have kids. In semi-route. Uh, so you see the two-year-old wandering onto the street, and you see a semi barreling through, and then right as the parents turn around, they, like, they all see it. They all see him get hit by the semi and then you basically just see this bloody shoe land on the concrete. The dad screaming no was pretty traumatic. It was. Like, I mean, it was, they, they did a good job in acting the scene out. I was devastated. It's really, really sad. Ugh. So, oh um, talk about the fucked up funeral scene. So. It was horrible. All of it was horrible. The wife's parents, I think she comes from, like, a really rich family, very proper um, and they tell you a little bit about her background, too, which has some creepy shit in it. Um, so the wife's parents are there, and the, her father is just so rude and belligerent and just completely inappropriate at the funeral, yelling at the husband, like, why didn't you stop it? Well, why didn't your wife stop it? She was there, she too. She had more than enough time to get her fat ass off the picnic she table. She was there, too. Um, but then they literally, like, fight and knock the fucking coffin over. They knock the coffin over. And it opens a little. And it opens. And you can, like, see the dead baby's hand. Ugh. Ugh. Horrible. Ugh. So then the wife is obviously, you know, really messed up. And um, she goes to stay with her parents for a while. Which is obvious. You know, I they know. seem super fucking stable. And Judd keeps, like, going to Lewis, like... Remember, don't go to that burial ground. Don't go think about that burial ground. Remember, it's I mean, bad. he really is trying to stop him. He doesn't want him to do it. And he does tell a story about how someone from the past had done that. Like, they had buried their dead army son. Yeah. And he came back. And they basically, the town, like, burned the house down because he wasn't the same. Didn't they say he was, like, eating... I, I want to say he, like, ate... He was, like, a zombie. Yeah, he was, like, a zombie where he, like, ate flesh or something, or ate an animal alive or something. Yeah, like, something, and he was, like, terrorizing the yeah. town. Yes, so they killed him. Ugh. Um, and so, like, he really is trying to keep him from doing this, but... The whole, when Lewis does, just decide to get Gage's body, mm -hmm. uh, that was just, ugh, so gross. Yeah. He was digging and digging. Yeah. So he dug the kid up, took him to the pet cemetery... And then buried him there so that he would come back to life. It didn't take him half as long as to bury that fucking cat. No, because he threw some rocks on him. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I did before he buried the cat, actually buried him. This yeah. time he just threw rocks on the kid. It was annoying. Yeah. So, but Pascal, the ghost, mm -hmm. 
goes to Ellie in a dream, and she is very scared. Yeah, he's like, This is in Chicago. And he warns her that the dad is going to do something bad. Mm -hmm. And, now mind you, she tells this to the mom, and the mom's kind of starting to Mm -hmm. go back to sleep, but then she says the ghost's name, Pascal, and she remembers Lewis telling her about the jogger. The name. The name. Yeah. It's not like an obvious common name. Right. And she kind of goes, like, what name did you say? And then when she tries to call Lewis, she starts to... He's not answering. Yeah, she starts to kind of freak out. So she jumps on a plane to Maine because it's so yes. easy to do that. In the 80s. And so short of time. I mean, you could now, but maybe not then. She didn't have time to do anything. No. So. But it does take a while. I guess it sh- does take overnight for the, the person who's buried in the pet cemetery to come back. Yeah. And he does come back. Ugh. But he doesn't go home first. Or no. He does he go home first. He does go home first. The dad's asleep. But then he takes a little adventure. To the neighbor's house. But he goes to the dad, into the dad's medical bag. Yes. And takes the scalpel. And you're like, ugh. It was like one of those old shaving blade things too, right? No, it was a scalpel because he's a, a doctor. Scalpel? Okay. Yeah. So and he took it and, and went then, on a little Heather, adventure. didn't I tell you this was like the worst fucking scene in the world to watch? First off, this is the movie that made me hate children's laughter. This little fucker laughs so creepily in it. Yep. It's just terrifying. And he like, and he's like fucking sadistic when he's he taunts. He's like, want to play? Yes, he taunts No, Judd. you motherfucker, I don't want to play. Like, why don't you run out of your house? He really to... does taunt him like horribly. Yeah. So he knows. What's the neighbor's name? Judd? Judd. So Judd knows because of this creepy laughter. And he knows Gage's voice, obviously. He's like, okay, I'm, I gotta kill this fucking kid again. But... Gage is, like, under the bed or under a chair uh, or something. Under the bed. And he slices the fuck out of the back of his ankle. I hate this scene so much. It makes me cringe just thinking about it. Because that's, like, the worst place to cut yourself when you're shaving. And in the beginning of this episode, we played the audio clip where it was, like... I was trying to find the last him one, but I couldn't. gnawing on his throat. Yes. And then he, like, Rips tears his fucking throat out. Ew. It's disgusting. So, so Judd is dead. At this time, Rachel returns home, and she is lured. Basically, she gets dropped off on the side of the road, and Judd lives really cro- close to them, like, on the other side of the road, but he's really mm-hmm. close up to the street. Yeah. Where their house is more of, like, a farmhouse, and mm-hmm. his is, like, a house. Wasn't, like, the door open, and she heard a giggle or something? She heard Gage's laughter. That fucking giggle. Right. So, um, but, so we'll kind of go into Rachel's backstory when she describes... Her upbringing I mean, and... She's a little messed sister. up. She's a little medicated. messed up. Her sister had... What is it? Spinal meningitis? Spinal meningitis. But they really but embellished it, I think. They embellished it so much. She looked like a demon. But when I was a child seeing this, it was fucking terrifying. Because I didn't know what it was. Because I was a kid. when I was three. Yeah. I probably saw it when I was like six, seven. Um, <laughs> like, she's literally... They kept her holed up in the attic because yeah. it... Basically, their family almost acted like they were ashamed that she had yes. this condition that she couldn't help having, and she became very mean. Obviously, obviously, your family and is she slips you. into like psychotic behavior. She's really crazy. Her back is so distorted. Ugh. She's like twisted, and she looks like she looks like, like the green. girl from The Exorcist. And honestly. she had like a green face. She did. She had like a green face, and so basically. 
what's what's the wife's name? Rachel. Rachel. She was home alone with her sister. Her because parents, you, because you know they let they yeah, yeah yeah they just and she was younger yeah she was home alone with her sister. Her parents had went out for the evening and that is when her sister died. Ugh. I think. She had went up to the room, and her sister started, like, choking. Choking or... on something she was eating or drinking. Yeah, and, and Rachel, Rachel did nothing. Rachel just left. Rachel was happy. Rachel was happy she died because she was a burden. Um, but she could hear her. Like, she went downstairs, and she could just hear her from, yeah. you know, being downstairs and, and just hear her in the attic just dying. And it was, it traumatized her, basically. It was really weird. Yeah. That whole it scene was, freak, was freaky. It's really scary. I didn't like they that. They could have actually cut it all out. They could have, probably. It didn't I make think sense they really the just added it for the scare factor. I think and so. And I've never read the book, but you know Stephen King always goes much more into details yeah. in his book, so it probably played more. We should more. read the book. We should. It probably played more into the book. Well, so when she does go into Judd's house, excuse me, she sees her dead sister, see. Zelda. No, oh, she sees Zelda yes. first. The sister. Only just when she goes and she sees the voice and the dead sister who, like, chases after her, basically. Then she sees Gage holding a scalpel, but... Isn't he hiding the scalpel behind his back, though? Yeah, but then he, she sees it before yeah. he comes up to her, and she's just like, Gage, I yeah. see a scalpel in your hand. Yeah, no, she And you're in Judd's totally... house, but give me a hug. Did she... She didn't find Judd. He had covered Judd with, like, a blanket or curtain or something. And then he killed the shit out of Rachel. And then he killed the shit out of her, yeah. Slice <laughs> and dice. <laughs> Here comes Lewis, finally. Finally, he finally wakes up in a stupor, sees the kid's footprints. Yep, muddy footprints. Notices his his medical bag is torn apart. And then the phone call. Oh yes, his father in law called to see how to Rachel was doing. Make sure that she had got home. Yeah, which yeah. made sense. And then he hung up because then he realized, oh fuck, where's my Where wife? The fuck is she? And then he picks up another call. And then it's Gage. It was Gage saying that he played with Judd and Mommy. And then fucking Lewis realizes he fucked up. Yeah. So he fills two syringes um, with morphine and heads to Judd's house. First he kills... He gets the cat. He kills Church with the injection. Mm-hmm. And then Gage, again, taunts. Because he's, like, really yes. fucking sadistic. Yeah. So he taunts his father. And Lewis automatically, like, is startled by Rachel's corpse. Oh, wait, first he finds Judd. He finds Judd. Who, that little fucker I moved him. He almost trips over him or something. Yeah, because he's under so, the bed. I, okay, when we rewatched this the other night, I had originally thought that he moved him too, but I really don't know if he moved him so much as he just kind of, like, covered him more mm -hmm. with, like, a comforter or something. Because I'm like, how did that little fucker move that big old man? I know, he was a big guy. Think he was, he's a very large guy. I don't think he did. I think he just, like, covered him this Oh, okay. Well, he finds him, and then when he finds... How he finds the wife, though, is the creepiest shit. He's in the hall, and she comes through the attic, like, hanging. Like, hanging. So there, the fucker had to pick her up and that drag her to the attic. true. And put a noose around her neck. That is so true, yeah. I didn't even think of that. So that is, like, fucking hardcore. Yeah. And then he is literally attacked by his son. So it really isn't a battle. He does eventually syringe this kid. I mean, it really isn't that much of a battle. Let's be honest. And he's, he weighs 30 pounds. Yeah. So he, like, kicks him or something. He throws him. He does. He, like, it's <laughs> fucking funny because then he just slumps down. And, he, like, in the hallway. And then what does he say that freaked me out? Oh, I don't remember. That's not fair. Oh, yeah. That's not nice or that's not fair. That's fair. not fair. So, yeah. To yeah. In morphine injection, which oh, slowly kills him. Yeah. And then 
Ew. Then the light, he lights the fucking house on fire, mm -hmm. burning it. Carries the fucking wife out. I was so pissed. Pissed. So dumb. Then, of course, Pascal appears and warns Lewis not to make it worse. Lewis, now grief-stricken to the... I love this. To the point of insanity. No, to the point of retardation. Yes. Rachel was not dead as long as Gage, so burying her will work so this work. time. Okay. Pascal then cries out, of course, and then he leaves them because he can't he go can't any farther. He can't do anything else. And, and he, he can't go yeah. farther into the yeah. cemetery. And then, of course, he puts a little timer on. Mm. Who arrives? Rachel, all fugly looking. Oh, my God. It was she looked like a corpse. She like missing a shoe or something. And an eye? Yeah. Remember her yeah. eye? Was all well, because he fucking stabbed her eye. She then takes a large fucking huge knife nice. from the counter and then Lewis screams and then so, you know he like, killed her. So like you see them embrace and you see that like behind oh, her yes. back or something, right? And then it cuts to black and you just hear it. But he kisses her weird ugly oh, face. Oh, yeah. So what the fuck's going to happen to the daughter? Probably live with the in-laws. Yeah. Maybe we should... I watched Pet Cemetery 2 a long time ago. Oh, it, it has the nothing lamest. to do with this one, though. Oh, does it? Totally different people, and it sucks so much. It was so bad. Yeah. So I do want to talk about the cast a little bit on this, though. Yes. Um, so Gage, that little fucker, he... His name is Miko Hughes. Yeah. He was actually in a lot of shit. Was he? Okay, so he did, like, guest appearances on Full House a lot. And I, I watch Plaza and look at I love that show. Yeah. He was on Mercury Rising, Apollo 13, New Nightmare, Arrest Wes Craven, you know, Freddy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he was, like, in a lot of stuff. And he's actually my age. He was born in 86. Whoa, that's weird. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. So I just thought that was kind of cool because, like, I know him from stuff. Like, I legitimately, like, recognize him. The daughter. She was so fucking annoying. In real life, her name is Blaze. Ugh. So, she was born in 1980. Her, like, I love IMDb, if I, I'm sure I've mentioned it on here before. Her yeah. picture on IMDb, like, she grew up to be really pretty. Let me see. Yeah, she's super pretty now. Yeah. And I feel like maybe she's not as annoying as her character was. Ugh, her, uh, her character was the worst. Her character was god-awful. So then, I just found this random one as I was on IMDb. Susan, I'm going to say her last name wrong, Blomart. She played Missy Dandridge. Paul Blart? Blomart. <laughs> I don't know what to say. She played Missy Dandridge in the film, which I believe that was the person who, like, helped them with their laundry, and she had, like, she was sick, but she wouldn't let the doctor see her. So, I had no clue. She, um, I watched The Blacklist with, uh, oh my god, James Spader, because I love him. Yeah. Even, even though he's old now. And she plays Mr. Kaplan on that. Huh. It's, she plays a chick, but they call her Mr. Kaplan. Yeah. And, like, she had a huge, huge story arc. She was basically the star of the last season. Dang. And I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't even know that was her. And I just thought that was really cool. Nice. If you haven't watched The Blacklist, you should. James Spader's fucking badass. Oh, and then Dale Midkiff is the uh, dad, and I don't know what... Oh, oh, my God. He's on Love Comes Softly. That fucking, like, that Hallmark show. I recognized him from something in that Hallmark. I want to say it was, like, Hallmark-ish. You're yeah. good at pointing out, like, who's been and who, though. I love movies. You do. You're good at that. Yeah. But my favorite person in here is Fred Wynn. Because I love the monsters. Did you? Didn't you love the monsters when you were a little kid? 
Not really. Oh my god. So like every Halloween they would show like a Munsters marathon Aww. and I had to make sure I was home. Like I was an Adams family person. I would like do trick or treating and then as I was counting my candy and stuff, I would be watching the Munsters. That is pretty sweet, dude. I know, a little kid, little Trish. Yeah, a little Trishy. You you will Trishy baby. That was when you could go trick or treating for like hours without your parents. Without your and parents. Not have to worry about being killed. No, for real. Wasn't that nice? <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. my legs are from working out. So, so what do you think, Terry, what'd you um, think was, overall? I liked it. Um, I a little had you too, seen it before? Yeah, a long yeah, time ago. Yeah. Like I forgot most of it. Oh, see, I remember the laughter that I hated. Right. I remember Gage getting hit. Scene. I remember Gage, the neighbor, and I remember the sister because she just really freaked me out. I didn't like the sister. But I remember her. I remember the trail. Yep. I remember the pet cemetery thing. I remember yep. church, of course. That's about it. I didn't really remember church because I just didn't. The side anything. characters of like the Pat, you know, the Zelda, the yeah. Judd being young, boy mm-hmm. with his dog, and then Judd burning yeah. the house on the people. Yeah, I don't remember I totally any of that damn bullshit. all that backstory, yeah. yeah. Well, it was good. I didn't like the ending with her half face and he just starts making out with her. Yeah, then that was And then there was like rock music on after it. I'm like, and they had to make it hardcore or something. You had to make it Nightmare on Elm Street, that final scene, which was so stupid, remember? Which one? With Freddy. Yes. Oh, my God. The bus. The bus. <laughs> yes. The car that was the color of his sweatshirt. Yeah, like, should you should know. <laughs> it made even, it similar to It and the Spider. Even today, when I see people wear a sweatshirt of those colors, I'm just like, I don't fucking trust you right now. My legs are so sore. <laughs> I've been working out. All right. Peace out, people. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Oh, put a Halloween song on really quick. Oh, put on something cool. Well, you have to what you gonna be for Halloween? No, that's not a what, you what is that? Is that a real song? Yeah. Put what you gonna be for it? from sound... I'm not searching for that, just so Can you know. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh. Can you hear me? Can you guys tell that I'm looking at this up on YouTube and you need a fucking ad? <laughs> what you gonna be I apologize be in advance. A witch, wait, or a fairy queen. Hold on. Ding dong. How long is this fucking music video? I don't know. <laughs> this is not what I wanted, but whatever. This is not what she wanted, but this is my go-to Halloween song. When... I don't know how you could have any other go-to Halloween songs. Other than Ghostbusters, maybe. I love Ghostbusters. That's a good one. I love it. To make like a Halloween mix. Halloween. I'm dancing. All right. She's like moving. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Bye. Stranger Things is coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>